Daily news, breaking updates, and exclusive podcasts. iTricks.com. Right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the iTrix uh, Week in Review, although it's really, like I said last time, probably the fortnight in review. Um, it's a new year. It's a new deal. D- deal with it, you know, every two weeks. You can, you, you, can, you can sit down and listen to this. I am so excited today, I can't even contain myself. My nerd side is just blowing up. Uh, the day we're recording this podcast, they, they announced the detection of gravitational waves. Um, you all might not know what that means. Some of you might know what that means. But if, if you have Richard Feynman lectures on your iPod for fun like I do, you, you're going to be excited. Uh, on the more practical nerd level, there's, there's the big Supergirl Flash crossover. I can barely contain myself over that. And then finally, uh, we've got a guest today. I've been actually tr- chasing down for a while, trying, wanting to talk to somebody in, uh, in Penguin Magic about their uh expo series that's going on around the country so for that we have mr brent braun on today brent how are you not bad at all how are you doing out there michael i i am do i, I like i explained i'm excited as can be i i it's uh, a great day it, it is a it is a great day uh for 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 a kid who was once a physics major it it really is like it's <laughs> it's nerd chris it's nerd valentine's day that's what it is i love it but but we're not a science podcast, which is probably a good thing because I did, like I said, drop out of science to take art instead. Uh, <laughs> but we're here to talk about magic, and we're here to talk about you. And you are a little bit different kind of guest for us because um, a while ago I saw a thing on Penguin, these magic expos, which we're going to talk a little bit more about later. And, uh, and I asked around and, you know – to some people who would know and said, who do I talk to about these? I want to have somebody on, on iTrix to talk about this. And uh, it was your name that kept coming up. So you're here, but you haven't just had a viral video. You, you haven't just had a big TV appearance. You, you don't have anything like that going on. So we should probably tell all the iTricksters exactly, uh, exactly who you are. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as you said before, my name is Brent Braun. I'm a, a creator of magic as well as a performing magician. I've been doing magic since I was 18. I'm now almost 40. That means I'm old. Um, Not as old as me, kid. <laughs> and I've done it in just about every facet, right? I was a creator, so I've created and released my own tricks. Uh one this year just re-released Torched and Restored, which did really well for us. One of those hit tricks I made when I was—it's my free bird, right? It's the trick that I just can't get rid of. Everybody loves it. And I just keep doing it. So uh, we just re-released that, and it's been great. Um, and then I own my own magic shop in Louisville, Kentucky, for about uh, eight years. It would have been around 2002 to 2010, somewhere around in there. I've been to um, your magic. Wait, wait. I've been to your magic shop. I'm yeah, good. really. And I really, that? I really do think so. Yeah, because how, how many magic shops were there in Louisville that I could have gone to around that? There was, there was exactly one, so that would have been the one. <laughs> then I've been to your shop. That's hilarious. That's amazing. So I so I did that for several years, and then uh, you know just kind of got out of that, went back into the into the real world, and worked a corporate gig for about six years, just uh, you know as a, as a retail sales manager, kind of helping run another guy's company. 
And then about two years ago, I, I was doing some consulting on the side and had this idea of creating this uh, company called The Magic Firm, which is a magic consulting company that consults on the business side of magic, right? Because I had a lot of friends who were really good performers, but not so great at the business side of magic. Um, so I started this company, and in the process of doing that, uh, I ended up at Magi Fest and met Ajar, the now owner of Penguin Magic. And as we were talking, I told him that I owned a magic shop and loved selling magic. And he said, well, we might need a guy like you to go on the road. Let's talk. So uh, a couple weeks later, um, that was all worked out, and he sent me to Blackpool two years ago. So uh, it, was, it was pretty amazing. And part of that was me selling and pitching magic at live events for Penguin. One of the things that Ajar's always been a huge fan of is, is connecting with people on a personal level. You know, I think we do that at Penguin with our the hors d'oeuvres. I don't know if you're familiar with those order packing videos that we send. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but we're always trying to connect in a way that, that, sh- that shows and shares the experience with the customer and lets them know we really do appreciate their order and appreciate their time. So being able to do that physically in front of people um, was a great thing. So the first year, I did primarily conventions, and we did the, you know, the top 10 or 12 conventions that, uh, that are in the, you know, in the US that year. And then uh, we had the opportunity to take over. Paul Richards used to do a thing called the uh, Live Magic Road Show. I think is what they called it. And we had an opportunity to take that over, and those became the expos. All right. That's, that's a nice, quick overview. I think everybody has a, a feeling of, of who you are. Do, do you have an official Penguin title? It sounds like uh, from my corporate world experience back in the music industry, you, you, you're kind of what we called a product rep back when I was working with amplifiers and guitars. Sure. No, that, that would be maybe a, a right description, but we, we do a lot of things, right? So I, I run these expos. I also uh, run the uh, wholesale department of Penguin Magic. So if anybody sees a product that they'd be interested in, in selling in their brick-and-mortar shop or their online shop, I would be the guy I could reach out to to, to contact to, uh, to help with that as well. And then I run these live expos, and then I also help do some product development. So we have some guys that have some ideas that are great ideas, but you know maybe not fully flushed out and free, full routines at this point. It's just an idea to cut a bill this way and you could twist it that way. We have a team in Columbus, Ohio, and we all kind of work on making that an actual product and trying to make it something that will go to market in a positive way instead of just uh, a goofy idea. Because we have enough of us up there that we can take it out on the streets and perform it 100 times in a week because we have 10 of us kind of doing it. So that really helps us kind of understand what, what really makes it a good product and what makes the, you know, the audience kind of enjoy it. So you basically just have one of the coolest jobs in magic is, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, you, you know, I tell people all the time at the Expos, you know, at the Expos I work in a room with, with Mark, uh, Mark Mason, who's the best pitch, magic pitchman in the world, I think, undeniably. Uh, I work with uh, Paul Richards and with Chris Smith, and these are guys that I grew up, like, going to conventions and watching these guys do this thing. And, you know, like a little kid, I go, one day I want to do that. And now I'm there. You know, every day I wake up and think about magic and talk to magicians and, and travel the country uh, sharing magic. So it's like... You can't complain at all, man. No, no, that that sounds extremely cool. And uh, yeah, I can watch Mark Mason all day. Do the same the thing all day, business. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, he's he's absolutely the best in the business. I mean, nobody does, uh, nobody does, and, and not just you know, not just pitching magic, but he's also just a great creator and a great performer. And he's again one of those well-rounded guys that that's just uh, uh, at the top of his game. And even though I don't know how old Mark is. I'm, going to embarrass him here but he's you know he's in his upper 50s maybe early 60s and he'll stand on that floor for those eight hour days and just work and hustle and you know that guy has a work ethic that's just unbelievable and and that's what uh that's what makes him so good at what he does man he's done it so often now we're going to talk about the expos a a lot here in a minute but before we get to that um 
one of one of our recurring themes here on the podcast has been the business of magic because uh, I, sure. I, I uh, between not only in magic but but I worked in the music industry like like I mentioned for a while and uh, you know I, and and that has let me see a huge uh, divide uh, in a lot of cases between the way music which has a lot of similarities to magic is presented and created and uh, marketed and then how, how magic works and you know like a lot of people don't realize that almost every band you see is actually its own corporation you know sure, um, sure. And, and there's a lot of business going on you, you know that, that people don't realize that when when you actually are you know working with bands you, you start to see when I came back and started looking at, at magic um, it seemed like one of the things that that really just kind of of gets magic is there are a lot of really talented people who are really talented people in performing magic, but that's it, <laughs> and that, that that hamstrings them. So, um, as somebody who who has looked specifically at the business of magic, you know, in, in a few short minutes, do you do you have any kind of pointers, suggestions, uh, you know, things to think about as as we have people both young starting their careers and and maybe some some older guys like like uh, well I'll say like me I'm not that much older than you but I am older than you who are who are looking at at a second career or retirement career something like that you know what what uh what would you throw out at him in the free advice department yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Having been, you know, I played in a punk rock band when I was young also, right? And the difference I see between bands and magic is that when you're in a band, there's four or five members, and there's usually one of those members that kind of understands business. And he's the guy who's really getting the other three guys who are talented gigs, right? And sometimes that guy in the band isn't even the most talented. He's just the guy who can get them gigs because he understands business. Um in magic, that concept kind of falls apart because there's only one guy. You're the only guy. So if you're really talented, but you're not good at business, then you don't have anybody who's out booking you gigs and anybody who's doing those sorts of things. So I do see the similarity between magic and music, but I also think a lot of magicians just need help to kind of understand the direction they need to go. Um, and the biggest thing, and, and I talk about this a lot at the Magic Firm, one of the biggest things I can tell people is to, if it's truly a business, Right, if that's what it is, if you say to yourself, I want to be a professional magician in five years, and all I want to do is magic, and I want to make a good living uh, doing it, if, if that's really what your thought is, think of it as a business, and then figure out how you can invest money in it. Because what I see is people that want to be magicians and want to do it professionally, but they don't invest in good promo material, they don't invest in good business cards, they don't in, even invest in starting the company to make it a corporation so that they can lay off some of that tax liability. They don't do anything to invest in it. They just go, oh, I can do a coin trick. I got free cards this to print. I can start charging for shows now. That right? Yeah. No, that yeah, and it's something that that we keep hearing and I hope people are listening to. You know, um we had uh uh I, I don't know if you're familiar with, with the uh illusionist works out of originally North Dakota, but I think he's at Branson still now, uh Reza. Um Sure. When he when he was on, he was he told he told me how he bought his first tour bus when he was fourteen. Nice. He couldn't drive, but he had some money from doing magic shows. Knew it's what he wanted to do. Had the opportunity, and bam! I'm gonna buy because I'm gonna need That's this amazing. thing. That's amazing. 
And, and here's why I think it's so important, Michael. Here's the point that I think people miss. When somebody doesn't have great promo material because your uncle films it from the back of the comedy club because you do it on, on you know, an open mic night, and that's your whole idea. is like, oh, I can go do this for free, and then my uncle will hold the camera in the back, and then that will be my promo material. That's the reason that you'll never be a professional, right? Because when people look at that, they expect to pay you a very low wage for that show because it's boxed like a very low-wage show. You know, the thing I talk about a lot is how much does a hamburger cost? And that depends on where you're getting the hamburger, but more importantly, it depends on how well it's packaged. I don't mean necessarily how well it's put into a box, because it's a very inexpensive hamburger, but how well it's plated and the surrounding of the fancy restaurant and the clean restroom and the wait staff that's amazing. And, and that's the difference between a $45 hamburger and a 99-cent hamburger wrapped in paper. It's really just the dressing and the presentation. And if that restaurant didn't spend and invest, let's not say spend, let's say invest, if they didn't invest all the money into making this beautiful restaurant and this beautiful facade, they couldn't sell you a patty of meat for $45. They can only get that, you know, they can only kind of turn that, uh, that patty of meat into a $45 product because it's fully dressed and it looks like a professional product. So if there are guys out there right now that have free business cards and they're complaining because they're competing with the other guys in town who have free business cards and they can only get $75 a show, it's because they haven't yet invested in their business. And a lot of those guys also have $40,000 worth of magic books and videos sitting on a shelf that they, if they really want to be a professional, they could turn those into capital. They could reinvest that capital into a business and think about magic like a business, and that would help them tremendously because they'd be able to have great promo. They'd be able to have a great website. They'd be able to have all these tools that they need that, that allow them to increase the price of their show from $75 to 300 500 1500 10000 whatever that number is for them that they need in order to be a professional. If, uh, we're, we're about to end the first segment here. But but to kind of sure. wrap up what we're talking about, because I, I do want to move on to the expos, um, sure. it, it, can you think of off the top of your head, it, you know, for the guys sitting out there who 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 want to make the leap, who understand, believe what you're saying, but still don't know how? Is there sure. is there a book? Is there a resource? Is there a video? Is is you know, it might not even be a magic book, but is, is there something you would point them to and say, start here? I, I wish, you know, I wish I had a book or, or that thing, and I don't, unfortunately. Like, I wish I could point to a specific book. The truth is I've learned over the last 25 years just having to run my business and running other businesses. For me, it's never been one specific thing. I've just done so many things wrong that they have learned how to correct them. But I don't really point to one specific book or one thing that I say I think is great. I think any kind of business book is going to help you understand these things. But I don't really, you know, I'm just not well-read enough to say this is a book that's a great resource. I just learned from, from years of experience and years of losing, uh, losing shows and years of spending money on the wrong things to kind of realize, like, this is what I needed to do to be successful. You know, but before before we go to break, Michael, an interesting thing, and this I actually did a study on this for myself. As I asked somebody, if you were going to start a business tomorrow, how much money do you think you would invest? And and then it depends on what kind of business. So what I did was uh, I went to see if you were going to start a business to sell hot dogs on the street, right? If that was going to be your business, you wanted to open a hot dog cart. How much money you would ask? So here in town, there's a local hot dog vendor. I went and bought hot dogs from him one day and had a 20 minute conversation. He told me he invested $14,000 in his hot dog cart. By the time he got all the business licenses, plus started the corporation, plus he bought the cart, plus he got all the inventory he needed and a storage space to run the business, 
and and then I get calls from people who are professional magicians that won't pay fifteen hundred for a website. I want to do this professionally, but I don't want to invest fifteen hundred in a website. I don't want to invest five hundred dollars in headshots. I don't want to invest four hundred dollars in even business cards. You know, if you want to open a hot dog cart tomorrow and run a business, it's going to cost you over ten thousand dollars. But you're telling me you want to be a magician and you don't want to invest fifteen hundred. It's just crazy to me. Well, there you go. And it sounds like if if nothing else, just head out and find something about small businesses because really that's course, what you yeah. are. Not only, not only that, that's a great – I will tell you there's one resource here in uh, southern Indiana, which is actually where I live, which is confusing because I said Louisville, but I'm right across the river, so we consider it the Louisville area. There's a place called uh, Southern Indiana Small Business uh, Community, and, and almost any city in any state, you're going to find it. And it is a group of people that will school you and educate you on running a small business. They usually have classes that are six or eight weeks long. I've taken three classes there of no charge. They charge you nothing. They're just there to help the community. You show up, you sit in class for a couple hours a night, and you get to talk to real small business owners and learn what it's like to run a business because there are all of these things that, that you don't think about. I think, and again, when I started, I thought, oh, I can do card tricks and people stand good, and I got free business cards, and I, and I went off to do my thing. But I didn't understand taxes. I didn't understand the marketing. I didn't understand anything. Um, and then when I went to open a physical brick-and-mortar magic shop and I knew I was going to do this, I knew I was investing uh, so much kind of energy and money that I was going to want to know more about small business. And that's when I went and took those, those courses, and they just completely opened my eyes because you don't understand how, how kind of important and how much uh, – you don't understand how to write a business plan is what I'm saying. And what they really did was, was I left that class after six or eight weeks. I left that class with an 18-page comprehensive business plan that explained exactly how I could make money, not only as a magician, but also as a magic shop. And I could have never done that without that resource. So I'm sure if you look up someplace locally, you'll find a group of, and then further than that, I met a bunch of other people that were smart starting small businesses as they went through the class at the same time. And they kind of became my friends to check with later. So you open your donut shop, how is it going? And we got to kind of have more conversations because we were kind of alumni of that, of that, uh, of that class. And we just learned a lot together. And some of us uh, went broke and closed our businesses. Some of them did really well, and I'm still friends with a lot of those people and learned a lot about business from them. So, all right, there you go. Well, we are at the break, so we're we're gonna we're gonna step away from the mics here for just a second. But don't you step away from the podcast. We will be back with more with Penguins Brent Braun. Hello, this is Michael again with my little friend Paco. Paco, can you speak? Speak, boy. Come on, speak. Speak. Okay. The one time I want the Chihuahua to bark, he's not actually going to bark. But uh, I'm going to assure you that Paco wishes to join me in urging everyone out there to support your local no-kill animal shelter. Paco has been a part of our family for eight or nine years now. And um, despite the eight or nine years of otherwise constant barking, he's, uh, he's, he's been a real important part of the family. And we love the little guy. And there's lots of little guys out there that need your love who haven't done anything wrong except for being born to irresponsible pet owners. So no matter where you live, I guarantee there is a no-kill animal shelter in your area and that they need your help. So if you have time, if you have money, if you have inclination, if you're looking for a great charity, support your local no-kill animal shelter. Thanks. And Paco thanks you too. iTricks.com and we're back with Penguins, Brett Braun, and we want to talk about now the the 
how you ended up being on the show was uh, I was checking into Penguin probably maybe I was shopping maybe I was uh, just getting the the latest Tarbell um, video from from that series which is which is still going strong and I'm still immensely enjoying that that subscription has been one of one of my best purchases in a long time I think but uh, I don't know how I don't know how Dan does it you know I've been to the studio on 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 uh, Tuesday when we filmed that live show I don't know how much you all talked about it last time but what's amazing is, is that he's doing Tarbell but bigger than that is that he's doing those tricks in front of a live audience of lay people. That's insane to me. Oh, I, 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 not only is it insane to me, I point blank told him he was insane <laughs> for, for, for taking awesome. this, you know? And that's part of why it, it took so long and took this kind of platform to, to make it happen, you know? And, and anybody who hasn't listened to that, it's, it's on the website. Look it up, find it, and, and listen to that, that, uh, that interview because it is, uh, it, it it was a really good one, and and um, you know you can't go wrong learning the material in Tarbell. That you just can't. Yeah, I, I agree. You you hear it all the time. People say, "Oh, it's in Tarbell," and and sometimes I think people say it uh, not even knowing that it's really in Tarbell. But there's no way anyone in the world knows more than uh, than uh, Dan Harlan and Nick Lacapo about Tarbell right now. I mean, they've been doing that entire series and found some phenomenal things. Like I I can't tell you how many things I've seen Dan do out of Tarbell that fool me, and I go. Really, that's in. I mean, it's phenomenal what they're doing. Um, back, uh, uh, you know, there's so much stuff in, in there. Uh, now we're totally getting off where we were going to go, but th- we're going to talk about <laughs> this for a second. There's so much stuff in there. I remember, you know, year, years ago, being in that, and, and you and you look through it, and and yeah, there's stuff where you're just like, oh yeah, hat pins and, and pocket watches. Um, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but but I remember, you know, uh, one one of one of the ditches where you ditch coins and let it slide down your pants into the into the neatly uh, hemmed cuff of your yeah. of your slacks, which I was not wearing, but I was wearing jeans that were rolled up over you know an old pair of combat boots, and I started doing that <laughs> ditch all the time, and it <laughs> works like a champ. And yeah, that's awesome. Even better with jeans because you can drop a fifty cent piece in that and and know that it's it's gonna not thump on the floor and yeah there's just so many little gems in, in there to find um, so I really do hope people people are using that resource or, or even just one of the nice things you, you don't have to subscribe like I do you can just pick and choose you can just check in every couple of weeks and and know like here's a chapter in, you know from the series that that I want to see I, I want to know more about but that's not why you're here. You're here because I was on the site doing whatever and saw Magic Expos, which that box, I think, had been there for a while. And out of the corner of my eye, I noticed St. Louis, Missouri. And I went, hey, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. What what tickets to this thing are like, what, 10 bucks? And it's a one-day Magic thing? I can, I can, yeah. I can stomach it for one day because I'm not a big convention <laughs> guy. I can't, I can't yeah. do, you know, like I was at the Combined here in St. Louis, uh, you know, I guess that was two years ago now. And uh, it was fun and all, but I do think my head would have exploded if I wasn't coming home to my own bed every night. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. You know? And one of the things that we've done with the Expos, which I think is amazing, is the intimacy of the room, right? I mean, it's one of the things that makes it so great. It's a single day, but you really get time to meet everyone and to talk to everyone and hang out with everyone, right? There's no, it doesn't feel like a convention where sometimes you go, and especially those those kind of major conventions that you go to, Magic Live comes to the top of my mind, but even the IBM and the SEM, anytime there are more than six or 800 people at an event, 
it feels hard to not be intimidated and to kind of be able to be comfortable engaging with everyone and feeling like you're not in the way. And I think the Expos have just handled that really well. It, um, I have said before here, and I'm going to say it again, my favorite kind of magic convention, and I almost put that in air quotes with this, um, was the old Houdini days up in Appleton, Wisconsin. Did, did you ever make it to one of those? I did not, no. Uh, it, it's actually Appleton putting on a festival uh, for town, and, and and they had a guy come in and help him organize, and I wish I knew who, who had done this. Um, and, and he hired a bunch of people to come perform at this open-air street festival and have a big magic show for the community to celebrate, you know, their Appleton and, and Houdini, I mean, obviously. But uh, what he did on the side was he, he worked a deal, and for 100 bucks plus a hotel room, Magicians could come in, spend the weekend there. It was it was like Friday to Sunday, and uh, people that were hired to come in and perform would also just do some short, like one hour, not full lectures, but just kind of talks. So uh, uh, the year, you know, the one year I was there, there was the last year of it. Unfortunately, um, Franz Harari, Josh J, Jeff McBride, uh, Michael Amar. Mark Wilson and Nani Darnell, like all these people, you know, coming in, uh, Ice McDonald, you know, do talk, just talking for for an hour, and it there weren't dealers, there weren't there there, there wasn't a big uh, organized structure around it, and it, it 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 was a small group of magicians in a kind of a larger city thing, and that was that was a lot of fun, um, and I'm hoping that maybe that that. That, that I'm saying, like the expo is going to have that same kind of thing where it's it's a smaller group. What what do you usually get? You know, if, if one's coming towards your town and you can check on on the Penguin website, um, what what can what what can we expect from this? What what can I expect in May? Sure, sure. It usually, so it, it's really it. This really is just a dealer's room. Now it's it's a little bit more than that, or a lot bit more than that, because since we're in town for one day and only six hours. We're bringing new things that you haven't seen before, items that aren't available anywhere else. And you're able to not only see them, but we're going to teach secrets and we're going to expose the methods and we're going to do all those things that we can't do today on the Internet, right? As, as brick and mortars go away um, and the Internet becomes popular, it does get difficult to know what you're buying. And I don't think Penguin has, but a lot of manufacturers, I think, have taken advantage of customers because of that. So they sell them something for $45 and you open it up and it's just two magnets. And then they tell you how to kind of build it all together and, and take some cards and some money and some glue sticks and, and make it all together. And I think customers just end up disappointed because it doesn't look or feel like it'll ever look on the, on the video. And what we're trying to do, what we've always tried to do with the website, and we do this on the website through the review system, is to try to be honest with what we're selling you. We don't ever want you to buy something and not be happy with it. So on the website, we're doing that through the review system. If it gets bad reviews, it's because the, the, kind of, the community didn't like it. Um, even if we did or even if we're selling it, if the community doesn't like it, you'll immediately know that. And it's kind of honesty in the selling process of magic. Uh, I grew up in a time with, with, with brick-and-mortar magic shops where sometimes you would buy something and they wouldn't tell you the secret until you bought it. And there was that old saying of, like, the, the, uh, the trick is sold when the secret's told or something like that, and you're just stuck with something that couldn't work for you or just didn't work, right? And we're just trying to get through all that. We're just trying to only sell honest products. And it's really easy to do that live and in person because I'm right there in front of you and I'll expose to you exactly how the thing does the thing it does. And then you get to know, yes, this will work for me or, or no, it won't. Show me something else. 
Um, and then above and beyond that, every hour on the hour at the expos, we have what's called a, uh, a pro tip session. And pro tip sessions are, are just that. They're, you know, the creators of these tricks standing up in front of the group of 100 people or ha however many we have at that city and doing the routine and talking about all the little tips and all the little small movements and nuances that are important way beyond this trick, right? We're kind of talking about a specific trick, but I'm really trying to teach you a lesson much, much larger than that about how to switch objects or how to move objects or, or how to, you know, turn your body or how to hold an object or those sort of things is what we're trying to teach in those pro tip sessions. Because the other thing is I think some people buy a trick, they get it home, and without having all of that extra knowledge, they pull it out of the box, they do it once, they go, oh, this doesn't work, and they put it away. And we're just trying to eliminate that as well. So, all right. I bought my ticket anyway, but I'm sold. I'm going to be there. Um, what when you say you know pros, what kind of people? Who are you? Who are you throwing in the van and bringing along? So, so for uh, I don't really have the because the St. Louis events so far. Out of, don't really don't worry about right St. Louis. Now. Just in general, who are some of the people that that you've yep. uh, you've kidnapped and, and drug along to whatever city? Sure. So we've always got Mark Mason, Paul Richards, uh, Chris Smith. Low Sander makes it out when he can, but he spends a lot of time on the cruise ships now. But when Low Sander makes it out, he's one of those guys that's always on the list. Um, Michael Weber, and if you've not seen Michael Weber a lot, that's something you have to see uh, before. Put that on your bucket list is all I'm saying. Um, he's one of the few guys I've ever had make me cry with a deck of playing cards. So if you've not seen Michael Weber, you've, you've got to make it out to one of these events if Weber's coming to your area. Uh, Greg Wilson's done a couple. We had... Um, uh, Richard Sanders do one. Really, anybody that reaches I just had Jeff Taylor in Florida, which was great. Jeff Taylor from Magic Estate, he was incredible. So anybody that reaches out to us, if we can find a space and put them into a city, we, we, do, we do try to plug them in. So, um, and, and we try to plug in guys that have a new product coming out or something that people haven't seen. Because, again, one of the whole sales pitches of this thing is we want you to come out and see things you've just not seen before. So we'll have a lot of, you know, Paul Richard's whole line right now is only available at these live events. Um, and Mark Mason has new products that he's not made available on his website yet. They're just at these live events. So hopefully you get to come in the room and see some things you've just never seen anywhere before. So this is like the car and RV show, but for magic. Absolutely, 100%. It's just like the car and RV show. It gives you a chance to come out and literally kick the tires before you buy. I mean, that's really what we're doing. You know, we we obviously want you to come out and, and, and again, it's like truth of advertising. We want you to just know that what you're getting, you're going to love. Right, so you really get to get to see the boat and make sure that uh, it's what you want. Plus, you get to meet some guys you know that maybe you don't know in your community who are uh, who have the same insane interest you have. So uh, that's the other thing. That's the other thing that's great is we do get such a large turnout. You know, on average, we get about 150, 160 people per city. Um, in the big cities, we get up to 400 sometimes, which is incredible. And and what that means is you'll be in a room with a lot of people you've never met, a lot of people you've met in Magic but maybe haven't seen in years, and it really does bring that community together. You know, it's always amazing to see the little kind of groups that break off and start to talk and, and, and have a little bit of input. Um, and then that's the other thing. You know, if you've bought a trick from us in the past and you had trouble with it, we'll have guys that bring those out and say, hey, I don't understand how this works, and we'll spend the time with you guys to make sure that you understand all the, the nuances and subtleties and everything you can. So it is way more. I know earlier I said it's, it's just a dealer's room. It's not that. It's way more than that just because it brings the community together, brings the community together in a big way. Awesome. Believe it or not, we're we're hitting the half hour mark and it has been my my 2016 resolution to, to keep the podcast at right about a half an hour. So, um we're going to have to button this up before we do though. Where 
you know, obviously, you know, the Penguin Magic website, what what else should we be paying attention to in the out there in the digital realm when it comes to you and Penguin? Sure. So uh, penguinmagic.com backslash expo is where you'll find all the cities and dates. You'll also find that on our homepage, just penguinmagic.com. But if you go to backslash expo, you'll see all the dates on there um, for all the cities. So we're doing 24 cities. That's two cities a month, 24 cities in 2016. So if you see your city on there, go ahead and pre-register. Um, the sooner you register, the bigger the discount is. Uh, so, so make sure you do that as soon as possible. It also helps us a lot in planning because if we know we're going to have 300 people in a city, it just allows us to kind of make the space ready and make sure we have a large enough space, those sort of things. So the sooner people register, the better it is for everyone. Also, if there's anybody who has a connection with a local shop or a local magic club, we love to have those guys involved so they can contact me through email. That's brent at penguinmagic.com. They can send me an email and say, hey, Brent, I see you're coming to St. Louis. I own a shop on the east side, and I'd love to have a booth there, and we can make all that happen. So we really are just trying to build the community in the St. Louis area or whatever city we're going to. So if there's anybody, uh, if there's any local shops or local clubs, we've been having a lot of uh, IBM and SAM clubs come out, have a table there, and run it as a membership drive. And I was just in Florida. They signed up seven new members when we were in Chicago. I think they signed up nine new members. So, you know, it really is a way to expand the club and keep those clubs running. And they can contact me again at, at brent at penguinmagic.com, and we'll see if we can't get those things going. And then, obviously, uh, anybody interested in, in me can find me on Facebook, Brent Braun. Uh, you can find The Magic Firm at themagicfirm.com. And then penguinmagic.com, man. We've got uh, a lot of new exciting things coming out this year, so I'm excited. Great. Uh, so everybody has that. We can check you out on Facebook. We can we can visit uh, penguin see if the expo's coming anywhere near you and it sounds like if you're in the states they're going to come somewhere near you this year sounds like yeah we work really hard we work really hard michael on trying to my goal is to be within a five-hour drive of anyone in the country right so when we put these dots on maps i'm really trying hard to, to get as close as i can to everyone and there are some you know there are some places that are hard to get to but we're really trying to get close enough that everybody can have an opportunity to to come out to one of these events that's that that's great um and and you know, so come out if you're if you're going to be in St. Louis. I'm going to be in St. Louis. Look for me. I look like I do on on the internet. Only I'm taller <laughs> and in real life. Uh, and and Brent, I'm sure we will run into each other at this thing. It's, it sounds like it's going to be unavoidable. So uh, yeah, no. Thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. Uh, always always happy to have somebody from Penguin on. Uh, everybody out there in listening in podcast land. Uh, everything you need to know from the world of magic, stick to itricks.com. Until next time, in about two weeks, keep keep up with us there. <laughs> <laughs>